previously on Coruscant Nights. To sum up all this information, it seems like the Dims are exploring the underground in the places that you and Kurt guided Oris Roshi and his kid and properties adjacent to and above these areas are being purchased directly by the CEO of Future Forward Galactic, who is his wife. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I gotta call Kurt. I, I would want a triumph to maybe expose a weakness in this person or his plan or the whole shebang, like some kind of document which I could use against. Because, I mean, this is setting off alarm bells. Right. Obviously, I don't want to take those papers because that would tip that would tip the good doctor off that uh, someone's been here. And I'm wondering, do I have something that I can kind of snap pictures of it all? Like, yeah, if you have a data pad, I'm sure you could. And also, Carp just took that sword. I think he's going to know you're, you were here. Someone was here. You know, maybe we can make it look like it's just some art thieves. Push some of the statues over. Take some of the other stuff. Let's just disguise it. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, oh, let's take a bunch of stuff and it'll just look like a robbery. Right? Right? Anomis okay. grins and she gets this mischievous <laughs> look on her face. I'm I have to I have to take the sword. They can't have the sword. Yeah. <laughs> I really want a sword and I'm not giving it to Snoober. This sword is mine now. Carp looks down at this information and sees that there is one place on this map. So there were little places that it looked like they had been uh, to these places. And one place is standing out as like it's been marked. It is an important uh -oh. place. And it is all the way down on rock bottom. It's a place called the Crescent Theater. The threads of conspiracy run deep beneath the city streets. We do need to grab, I think, a couple other artsy things to... Uh... Uh, what are you going to take? What do you, what do you want? What, he's got lots of stuff. <laughs> I guess I don't mind stuff. What, what other kind of stuff does he have? In his office, he might have a couple things that Snoober would be interested in. His office has the, the, the nicer stuff, the stuff that Anames gets a little hit of dark side off of. In his main lobby, it's mostly art and artifacts. Not really anything that's touched by the force. Hmm. Okay, well, I grab a couple of random things because Snoopy's birthday is coming up, so. <laughs> <laughs> you just grab a couple things and put them in that bag that you've been carrying since your previous adventure. Yes, all this time. Mm -hmm. And I definitely remembered it was there. Yep. <laughs> oh, my binocular, my opera glasses are in there. Those were Betty's, and as many times as you said they existed, I said they didn't. <laughs> I do a little shopping around the office. Okay, let's get a check from one of the two of you to set this up as a convincing theft. Um, it'll, I think it would probably be a skullduggery check. I feel like that's your department, Anamis. What? <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Can I argue a knowledge check instead? What kind of knowledge? 
like education or something like knowing you know to know which items a professional art thief would you know what which art items would be valuable enough to be part targets of an art heist okay yeah knowledge for the the value of the items sure Mm -hmm. what kind of knowledge would that be i was thinking education but yeah i think education and let's make it i want to make it hard because i know you're going to argue for a boost (laughs) yeah i'm definitely arguing for a boost because this is my career yeah and i'll give it to you for that reason <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, so he's got a lot of stuff. And just like Anamis didn't really know about that Sith holocron being what it was, it's just this this stuff is is Sith stuff. And they didn't really teach all that much about Sith culture. Sith stuff. At the Jedi Academy. Yeah. So it's hard to tell what is more valuable what items are more valuable and what would be worth taking. Any ideas for the advantage and triumph? Mm, I mean, I got ideas, but I'm not sure that they would actually be relevant to the role. So it can be about the items in particular. It could be about setting the place up to look like a robbery. Um, Because I was going to say for something like that, yeah, that would be easy to do mm-hmm. you know i mean it's pretty much just trash the place i knock i, I push a vase over <laughs> you know, basically just go kylo ren on it all <laughs> I like i look i look at like a, a side table and it's just got some car keys or whatever on it and i just sort of push the side table over so the two of you end up you, you just start to trash the place. <laughs> no! And, and no. grabbing this and that, the other, this, that, and the other thing to make it look like someone was ransacking it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, how much, like, are, how much credit are we extending to art thieves in reality that do we just assume they don't <laughs> knock over other stuff? That they're just so, like, respectful of property in general and they only take the valuable stuff? No. They crash things, probably. <laughs> I don't know about standard art thieves if they're going from a museum, you know, when they're uber professionals. But, you know, the type of thief that would be just going into someone's home, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're gonna, you know, trash things. Mm-hmm. If only to try and make it look like they're not professionals. <laughs> and the triumph? Mm. If you're completely stumped, I've got something for you. I was going to say that she accidentally stumbles across something that she has no idea it's important, but something forcey. Hmm. Is, is that the lingo yeah, they teach you at the Jedi Academy? Forcey. <laughs> forcey. <laughs> no, because that's the player ta- using the term, not the character. At this point, Carp's just imagining one of those for-profit private universities that... <laughs> <laughs> at this point... Carp still has, like, no idea that Anamis was a Jedi, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's the image that Carp has in her head of the Jedi Academy from what Desh has told her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So, how about for that triumph? Since I can't think of anything particular and foresee, you spot one of Dr. Sanlev's security cameras. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to roll a move check. 
To do what? <laughs> and throw it out the window. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to survive very well falling. What if it crashes on someone's head? This guy's on like the hundredth yeah. floor. And that's assuming it hits the closest street level. And that's assuming it doesn't go the, you know, the whole way down. I bet I bet skyscrapers so have like gravity stop gaps every a few floors or so. You could probably also tell Carp about it and there might be something Oh, yeah, maybe uh, I could it, override it. Probably it probably goes Ooh, somewhere. Point, yeah, it, point. it probably doesn't store it internally. True, true. Uh, hey, Carp, um, he's got at least one security camera up here. I, I look over from where I'm lifting a painting off the wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> Think we can do anything about that? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. And I, I stuff a figurine in my pocket and I come <laughs> over. And I, at this point, I'm starting to look like... Like, my pockets are completely stuffed out. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> taking everything that's not nailed down that I can fit. And I, um... While you do that, I'm going to head into his kitchen unit. Okay. <laughs> She's going to steal everything out of the refrigerator. <laughs> no, I'm not going to steal it. I'm just going to throw it around. Yeah, start moving <laughs> it around the room to look like a giant mess. <laughs> We're like a couple of five-year-olds heisting art. <laughs> I may also bust out the back of the <laughs> bust out the back of his a cabinet or two to see if it's a false. <laughs> well, you know, thieving's hungry work, so you go right ahead. And I I tap into the security camera. Actually, I think I'm going to see if he has any fancy wine. Mm, <laughs> oh, there you okay. go. We can take so, it to celebrate later. Perfect. Anamis heads into the kitchen and. <laughs> Carp tries to tap into Dr. Sonlove's security systems. Right. Let's I get a computer's so. roll from Carp. Okay, so the look on your face is worrying, Mark. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> two yellow, two green. Okay. Um, I want to make it three purples. Okay. Oh boy. Do I get a boost for any reason? And your benevolence, you do you see fit to give me a boost? You have to tell me why you deserve one. Having the time of my life. <laughs> That's not good enough. I mean, I guess for the same reason as the last boost I got. <laughs> uh, just that, what was the last you know, I'm not exactly hurried. It was when I was getting those maps, and I said it was because, like, we had the place to ourselves and we weren't really pressed for time at the time. Sure. Listen, if I got that boost, However, then I should get it now. I'm going to flip a dark side point over to make it a red and two purples. So, red so you get your boost. And B. Does it matter what order I put them in? No. Okay. Darn. Woohoo! Oh, that's not a that's not a success. I have a triumph. Yeah, but triumph, It's reading the results uh, for me, Mark. Right. And none of those are successes. Wait, what's the um You got three f What's the circle thing again? So you got a threat and a triumph. So the security systems are kind of tough to break into. And even though you are not pressed for time, it's kind of taking a lot of time um, and you cannot get in. Do you have an idea for your triumph? <laughs> I, I, I'm still trying to get over how often I triumphantly fail in, in this game. <laughs> if you don't have an idea, I do. Sure, go shoot. You can't actually get into the system, but you can find where it's 
storing the footage. Do we need the footage? What was the footage for? The, the footage, footage shows us- the two of you <laughs> destroying the place <laughs> and going through his computer. And- Carp is. Listen, Carp's not the best like, sneak around thief, okay? All right, so I see where it's located. I can find that. Which means we may not be able to get into it to do the footage, but we can do something to it. Why didn't we do this at the start? Do we have any magnets around here? Do we have any magnets around here? I mean, you are using the move power, so I'm sure you've got one around there somewhere. All right, so I trace its uh, data storage dump. Sure, yeah. You trace it back to his his office. Um, There is a panel at the bottom of that bookshelf that was behind his desk, and that is where the data goes. (laughs) It's where my data goes. Trick panels. All I mean, right, it's so not a trick panel. It's just, you know, a little cupboard back there that you wouldn't really think anything of. <laughs> I honestly thought it was going to lead us to, like, some underground location 15 levels down. It, no, it's just, like, in his office. All right, so I go over and I I get it. I take it out of the... Okay. And um, Can I just smash f- it with a hammer? Is that not good enough? Like, do I just need to physically take it with me? Either of those would work. All right. The threat that you got there, (laughs) Uh um, because you got a threat, is as you were trying to get in, you did notice that there was an outward signal as well. Meaning an alarm. The data is going to to this box, Mm -hmm. but yeah, there's an alarm going off. Okay, so now it would behoove us to move expediently, Anamis. Wait, what's what's going on? There's an alarm. We gotta get out of here. Uh. Can you find where it's sending the store, sending the footage? I've got it. I've got the box. Yeah, I've got the footage of us, but there's still an alarm going off, so we need to scram. Take, take all the loot you can get. Let's get out of here. I grab, yeah, I grab a bottle of wine on out of the fridge on my way, and then mm-hmm. grab like one less something small off the wall. Sure. <laughs> it's um. I he's yeah, got some leftover is... like sushi in the fridge, and I eat that. <laughs> and then I, I scoop, I scoop up more stuff in my pockets, and I get out of there. Well, of course you're eating sushi. You're a Mon Calamari. That's probably like their, you know, uh, traditional cuisine. We've gone over. I'm flipping a dark side yes. point. I we've gone oh, over no. whether it's traditional or cannibalistic, but yeah, you take something off the wall. It is a small. It's probably about as big as you, both of your hands together. It's a little mirror. And you put it in your bag. I do, or Anamis I'm does. Save, I guess Anamis does. No, okay. And, and we'll get into that later. Okay. Oh boy. It's just it's it's just a mirror. It's got yeah, a nice with a dark little ornate frame. Flip. Yeah. With a dark side flip. Yep. Oh boy, she's in trouble. <laughs> and the two of you leave the apartment. Yeah. Okay. Do you the go out the same in. way that you came in that elevator? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so the two of you head back out through the service elevator and as you pull the the grate down we have a screen wipe what's the next place the two of you are going what was that place we saw highlighted on those that map that was the crescent theater in rock bottom oh man that looks possibly important yeah it's not the kind of place i want to go to with like two people but maybe so Carp knows about the area. It's 
pretty close to where you went on your expedition with Kurt Blaster and uh, Horus Roshi and uh, that Druk Chio. <laughs> that Karkin Druk. the only Druk. way that I can think of him that, as is Linda saying that Druk Chio, <laughs> that little Druk. That, that Karking Druk. <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was down there, um, pretty close to where you went into the underground. Okay. It is honestly a pretty quiet part of town because nobody wants to go there. All right, so it is the kind of place where I feel okay being like, all right, it's just the two of us. That's fine. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. it's not a nice part of town. No part of Coruscant's really that it, nice part of town, except well, for the surface levels. Yeah. Speaking of, you are currently in Sereno Heights. If you did want to grab your air, airstream, oh, of course I do. Yeah. How would I get back into um, Betty's neighborhood though if she's not there yet and no one's there to buzz me in? I guess I could hack the intercom. Okay. You could. Here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> the two of you skirt around the the front desk area, trying to avoid the. Twi'lek receptionist and you do it. Can, actually, why don't the two of you tell me how you get around this receptionist? I was thinking I might actually call I mean, I'm pretty sure I have my comm link on me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna call, hang up, call, hang up as if it's a constant butt dial. Uh, you're calling the receptionist? <laughs> to keep her busy with Answering the, okay. answering the holocom. Well, uh, maybe okay. you can... keep butt dialing the holocom. Very good. So the comms are going, uh, ringing off the hook as the two of you make your way out of this apartment in Sereno Heights. As the as you get out onto the streets, your pockets and bags full of stuff. Carp remembers that her airstream is parked right around the corner at Shady Brylark Estates. Yeah, let's let's go pick up my airstream. It'll it won't be that much faster, but it'll be faster. So I lead the way to the genteel retiree neighborhood, Shady Brylarks. And as the two of you go, Carp's comlink starts buzzing. It's Hello. Betty. Hey, Carp, it's Betty. Oh, Betty baby, how are you doing? Uh What's going on? Okay. How's things going? Well, uh, things things are all right. We we found out about that that guy, the the human, the the guy from Bonadan who was asking about the kyber crystals. Yeah, he's dead. He what? Did you kill him? No, n- not this time. No, it wasn't <laughs> wasn't <Betty>. me. <laughs> I no, thought we, you'd left those so ways behind. We couldn't find anything on on traditional channels, so I reached out to a couple people and. Basically, what we've got is that he died under mysterious circumstances two days ago. Okay. And that's all we got. We can't find anything else. He was a consular from Bonadan. He uh, traveled in the same circles as that that uh, that other that senator. Mm-hmm. But Castellan Row is dead. Hmm, what does this mean? It bodes ill. Well, um. We reach the gate during this conversation mm-hmm. of Shady Brylarks, and uh, we reach the gate, and I 
Betty gives me over the comlink a code to punch into the gate security so that I can mm-hmm. bypass and go straight in. Okay. So we're we're walking by manicured the, the digits. lawns boop, and boop, 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 boop. little flamingos. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Little porks. Lawn porks. Little po- yeah, We've lawn porks. This. Yes, we did. Yeah. And um, you make your way up to a silver airstream that is uh, still parked outside one of the upper apartments. <laughs> the homeowners association is already writing up a little ticket. A little fine. Oh yeah. Um, as you as you walk, you can feel the eyes of people staring at you from behind their curtains. <laughs> Judging. Yeah. Right. Yep. They've been curious about this thing all night. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I get to my airstream and unlock it, get inside, and I usher Anamis and come on, come on. And it's my home sweet home. She follows. The two of you probably stow all the stuff that you've gathered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of it will um, probably sure... go to Snoober or someone yeah. similar. And uh, I am sure that Carp has at least one, probably more than one, like, hiding, hidden storage smuggling compartment in this thing. M- Mark, come on. Much more than one. Many, many more. Yeah, it's, I said more than one. It's the thing where, like, you lift up the kitchen utensils and there's, like, a little locker and then you... You lift the back of the toilet, and there's another little secret compartment, and you, <laughs> you unscrew a faucet. There's, like, a tube tube compartment. Mm-hmm. And you stash all this stuff. Yes. Uh, are the two of you heading down to the Crescent Theater, or is there anything you need to accomplish beforehand? I mean, I'm pretty sure I brought my blaster with me for this, because yep. we weren't sure what we were getting into with any of it. Right. And Carp's got her. I always have my blaster. Her stun blaster, the the one that you sword. affectionately call your lady, your lady blaster, and your sword. <laughs> yes, I'll need to come up names for the with names for the sword. So you unstrap the sword and get into the pilot seat, moving the curtain out of the way, and head out from Shady Brightlarks. Right. I, I prop the sword against the, um, like, the sliding van. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I keep... It's an airstream, but I kind of keep thinking of it as, like, a 70s painted airbrushed van with the sliding doors and the carpet mm-hmm. in the interior. No, but it's... I'm, I bet there's carpet in the interior, though. There is. It's orange. Ugh. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I bought it, like, fifth hand, okay? Uh-huh. And we set it's off... It's the best way to have it not be trace traceable. Oh, yeah. And uh, the two of you leave Shady Brylarks and the ray shield closes behind you and we have a screen wipe. Park lands in a superhero pose. Yeah, I think, I mean, he's pretty super, but I think he probably, um... I mean, he stopped a couple way, places on the way down, I'm sure. He didn't fall, like... <laughs> he didn't fall 3,000 feet. feet. Yeah. Okay. Is um, he doing any research into the place that he's going, or is he just following the coordinates? Um, yeah, I think he he lands superhero pose um, on a on a, a ledge hanging over a, a street where people could walk, mm-hmm. and he's going to pull out his data pad and do a little research um, okay. the, on where he's going. If he's still in a place where people 
are, he's probably a decent way above rock bottom still. Mm -hmm. um, let's get an average computer's check. Okay. That is two success and a threat. Two successes and a threat. You figure out the this place is a, a very old, very abandoned theater called the Crescent Theater. It has been abandoned for a very long time, and it is currently owned by Future Forward Galactic. It is not currently for sale. It is in a part of the city that nobody is building up at all. Nobody goes down there. Um, internal monologue. Well, if, uh, if I've learned anything tonight about what Future Forward Galactic is doing, I think I can make a lot of assumptions about what might be going on at the Crescent Theater. And, and they're not good assumptions. Uh, well, here I go. And he continues down towards rock bottom. We continue to follow yeah, the Yeah, you continue to follow tracks. And they lead you toward a busier part of this commercial district. There's... There's more businesses. There's more um, trucks, like uh, truck-like speeders, um, stopping and fueling and picking up supplies. I I think that that you know, just despite the fact that this isn't the busiest part of the a uh, part of Coruscant, busiest and most commercially businessed. There's business everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think um, Afka and Raleigh are getting closer to, um, based on what you're saying, closer to the docks. They are. Getting closer to the docks. Okay. And we know the Dims like the docks. Well, they like they like businesses uh, or an abandoned buildings that they can operate out of, right? They love a warehouse. Yeah, they're totally into warehouses. Afka's telling Raleigh everything he needs to know about why Dims love warehouses and how much Dims love warehouses and about how Future Forward Galactic is really just a front for the Dims and that obviously the CEO of Future Forward Galactic is one of the dim leaders. I uh, can't prove it, but based on the based on how all the stuff that they're buying up and uh, how all the dim incidents have been in abandoned or otherwise Future Forward Galactic residences or warehouses or uh, what have you, she's got to be one of them. I think Raleigh says, "You you may find me a bit illogical at times. I've I've lived a complicated existence as a as a droid, at least two memory wipes and several several upgrades. But I I believe I have a clear and rational way of thinking. And some of your words, partner, and he winks at you. They 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 seem logical. And the two of you." or perhaps three of you <laughs> in the docks you're following this trail and it gets it gets a little bit harder to follow almost like the some of the particles are starting to dissipate a little bit off of this this one foot but they seem to be heading to a a fueling station on the docks i think this is our place what do we want to do one of us go around the front one of us going in the back maybe you could do your scanning thing again and i'll do my scanning thing again that that seems satisfactory. So, Raleigh does a a scan of this um, this structure, this building. I think one of Raleigh's biggest visual personality uh, traits is his eyes changing color. Mm -hmm. 
so they they change kind of a like a bluish cyan color and you hear a little calculating sound afka's also going to scan the place in his fashion okay so while while he's doing his calculating his calculating sound afka is doing something that he's uh he's heard on the hollow net um from the the monks on on Jeddah when he's looking into stuff on the force and how he could get better at using it and he closes his eyes and says i am one with the force and the force is with me i am one with the force and the force is with me and he's going to use his one with the universe talent once per session meditate then perform one with the universe action make an average astrogation check if successful add a light side pip to all force power checks in the next encounter if successful with threat add dark side instead awesome that is two successes and four advantages so that's a success you nailed it um and then he's going to little force die he's gonna have more like force pips than he can actually use no he's not he's he ends up with one dark and one light so he's going to do what he did before where he senses all living things within short range including sentient and non-sentient beings okay i feel like this is actually a classic mark roll where you you figured out a way for me to have to tell you everything tell me okay so this this fueling station so yeah there there are these large tankers of i think it's super super diluted yeah so it's refined coaxium some some hyper fuel yeah there's uh two trucks stop there's probably room for six at this fueling station speeder trucks and a typical station like this it's it has one or two attendants at a time on this level in particular where there is not as much traffic there's just one and Afka can sense that they are behind a desk like uh, a little counter on the inside Afka can sense both of the pilots and I think Afka can actually sense that one of these trucks is full of um, living creatures maybe that might be a little atypical too Um, and it also might be unrelated to the game just just a little um, a little paprika on the description (laughs) Bam. Uh, <laughs> so this is uh, <laughs> this is still like short range. Yeah, yeah I don't know how it's close the they same. are to it. But wait, and what was your roll? A light side uh, and a dark side, but he's going to use the light side and that's enough to activate the power. Okay, I'm going to say that you you sense, you, you feel all these people, you hear them, you have this full understanding and you are getting bits and pieces of information in only the way that Afka can from somewhere underneath this station. Oh boy. They're not within earshot, but you're getting kind of a buzzing humming from these uh, these areas from, okay. from from like direct little spots on the ground. Just, just at the edge of his perception. So right now Afka knows that there are people nearby He's going to continue holding on to what he feels, continue holding on to um, knowing who's around by committing a force die. Okay. 
which is which is cool. the upgrade so attack, you, just got... in case that happens. Okay, cool. He uh, relays the info that he has to Rowley, and does Rowley have any different information from his scanning, calculating? Yeah, you you relay your information. Rowley says, "Understood." Walls are a bit thick down there. It's a little hard to get a clear scan, but uh, I can do nothing else but corroborate the information you've passed to me. That that truck appears to be full of uh, the uh, hot dog meat. Uh, a living, moving womp rat. I'm unsure. Small creatures. <laughs> Un undetectable. Is it noodles? Thin, though, yeah, like I hope noodles. It's not noodles. I think those theories are all wrong. Well, if we want to avoid these, uh, I don't, I don't know if these drivers are dims, but we should probably try and avoid them. That would be wise. You think we can get down there undetected? Afka keeps um, wanting to go into Rowley voice. Well, that depends on where the entrance is. I do believe that there is at least one uh, sentient being located at the counter of this particular fueling station. Uh, I could. You think we could bluff them? Unknown. Let's let's try it. <laughs> Very well. All right. Here, here's what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing. Here's what we're doing. We're gonna be we're gonna be inspectors. Do you happen to have an extra badge on you? Oh wait. Let me see. He starts patting down his coat, and I flip a light side point. I've got something for just such occasions. And he pulls out his wallet, which has a fake badge in it for just such occasions. Do you have multiple fake badges? Or is you just have one that is like kind of unanimously like... It came in a box of uh, Captain Codfish Crunch. I think Raleigh looks at it and says, Hmm. I, uh, I could see... I could see this convincing someone. <laughs> Let's hope. And then Afka marches in. All right, you, you march into this, this fueling station office? Store? It It is a bit like a store... There's... It's like a gas station store? Yeah, it's like a gas station store. I was trying to frame it Star Wars uh, within like a Star Wars way. But yeah, it's basically just a gas station store. And there is a... Uh, there's a middle-aged... Give me a species. Roll, uh, roll two D100s. 58? It's a Gossam. They've got bluish... Yeah, they've got bluish skin. Um, this one's a little less wrinkly than uh, than your typical gossam. They've got sort of a long, curved back of their head, three fingers on their hands. Yeah, no noses, big old eyelids, and pointy ears. Welcome. How how may I uh, how may I assist you? Uh, hey, we're inspectors from the um, fuel station inspection company. And he flips his bag badge open and closed. See this one? This guy's a, an inspector droid for sure. We're here to inspect this fueling station. Uh, and he sort of leans on the counter and puts mm -hmm. his his fist under his chin. Uh, how do I make this a charm check? <laughs> this sounds like a this sounds like a coercion check to me. <laughs> he says, uh, "I don't I don't really want to be any bother bother to you." This is, you know, it's all just routine and stuff. This was the next one on our list. And he pauses silent for a second because he has no idea what to say. But he's trying to be charming. <laughs> this Gossam does a lot of, like, similar pauses where 
opens his mouth and says nothing. He's not sure what to talk. Um, it is a, a bit unusual to see uh, inspectors down this far. It's, I mean, it uh, happens uh, maybe once a year. Uh, and it's, but uh, that's right. It's your yearly inspection. He puts a finger up in the air, making a statement. I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna flip a dark side, and. This guy says, but uh, you were here maybe a month ago. Uh, this is a bit unheard of. Uh, and Afka turns to Rowley. They were here a month ago. Why didn't the boss tell me? We could have just crossed this place off the list. Rowley, was there something wrong that we needed to come back and inspect? And Afka, who has like, turned towards Rowley, winks like aggressively winks a great question partner scanning for information and raleigh says uh, i think raleigh slams his fist down on something and says womp rat there was a womp rat there was a womp rat we're here to follow up and afka turns there was a womp rat we're here to follow up and he flashes his badge again Whoa, was a womp rat that we 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 took care of it. It is uh, uh, kaput. Uh, there's no, there's no wamprat. <laughs> and Afka says, "I, I believe you, but I just have to do my job. We're gonna have to inspect the place. Why don't you do? So, are you doing a charm check? I would like him. He's being nice. Yeah, charm check. Give you. Do want a charm check? <laughs> I feel like I got to give you a setback for Raleigh's interpretation of the wink. Okay, can I have a boost for my badge? Uh, yes. Okay. What's the difficulty? Um, if this was an oppose check, what would your charm, um, oppose? Vigilance, probably? Alright. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be, uh, one purple. Mm hmm, that's a minion. <laughs> okay. One success, three advantages. Uh,. Take a look around, uh, please. Uh, let me know if I can help you with anything. Uh, I'll, I'll okay. be here. Afka starts looking around, and with those three advantages, can he find the door to the back easily? Yeah, there's a door in the back, and you you find it instantly. Okay, and Afka opens it up. Is it like just a broom closet? Um, no. Okay. He opens it up and looks back towards the attendant. What are they doing? I think that that they they are, like, filing their little blue nails. Okay. And Afka slips in through the, into this back space. Yeah, you do. You're in there. And Raleigh follows. And it's, it's very, very irresponsible of the guy sitting at the desk. Yep. <laughs> that makes Inspectors. sense. It's fine. So yeah, you you walk back into the this back area. There's a loading dock. There is a storage freezer. There's a little a small table with a small kind of hollow projector on top of it, very tiny. And there are some crates full of stuff, confectionaries, junk. But uh, that's about it. That's that's about all you see. Okay. Afka says to Rally. You check the refrigeration unit. I don't really want to know if he's in there. I'm going to take a look around. I'll take a closer look. 
and swings the door open wide. There are these stairs. No. Sometimes you say you say something like that, and I'm like, darn it, that's great. <laughs> Afka's going to start checking the crates. Okay. The, the crates are... It doesn't take you long to inspect them, and you realize that they are empty. Mm-hmm. Empty? It's probably just stuff that's in the shop. just want to push one aside a little bit, just to be sure. You try and move them, and you realize that they seem to be connected all right raleigh this is it look for like a switch or something these crates are all connected they may be some kind of uh they might be a lift or they might open up take a look around can i do some sort of uh looking around or a smart person check uh let's see why don't you do a education check to put the pieces together yeah i don't i i tried to make that make sense in my head and it didn't um how about an underworld check it's fine still rolling four dice what's the difficulty uh let's make it two and you can have a bonus for how (laughs) easily you found this (laughs) okay i think uh i'm gonna flip a light side point he's been spending a lot of time around sel dixon and is getting a little bit more insight into the criminal mind through him uh nope you didn't do it? No. I got four advantages. Do you do you want to tell me how you spend them? So he's looking around for a switch or a little terminal or something like that. And I mean, this is a place that's used by the dims. Maybe he's maybe he's not going to go into this next bit completely unarmed. Hmm. Maybe when looking around, he like checks underneath this this table with the hollow projector, and underneath it, strapped to the bottom of it, is a blaster pistol. Okay, it's just like I, a, a little tiny holdout blaster. Honestly, you're in the Star Wars universe, and regardless of the dims, you might just find <laughs> yeah. that. So yeah, you you have a you have a small holdout blaster now. It's just a little thing. I wanna. Uh, narratively kind of continue your uh, advantages if yeah. you're okay with that oh do you, do you want to try something what would i try I, I don't know i just didn't want to cut you off afka thinks about himself and then he looks at rowley rowley might be an old droid but he's still a droid and he says rowley do you think you could push those crates i couldn't but i mean look at me i was waiting for you to ask and rowley <laughs> Grabs onto the, I think there's three uh, crates stacked on top of each other. Grabs onto the top one and tugs on them with uh, his whole upper torso. And they just pivot outward into the room. There's a loud scraping sound. And underneath is revealed a uh, kind of like an open manhole with some stairs, not stairs, uh, a ladder that travels downward. My favorite Star Wars um, phrase that we've made uh, up to uh, encompass all species. It's a being hole. Ah! A being <laughs> hole. So there's a ladder that goes down? Yes. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna go first. And Afka does it just like he has seen in the movies and he's gonna try and slide down the ladder. He's seen it in his uh, detective hollows. It's time for him to for- live the dream. I think you have to do a roll for this coordination athletics either way it's terrible let's call it let's call it coordination (laughs) 
What's my difficulty? Those little hands got to do some things correctly. Uh, let's let's say two purple and a black because you've never done this before. Can I have a boost because I've seen it in the hollows? I guess. <laughs> if there was such a thing as a half boost. boost. That is a complete wash. You climb down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Afka is about to do it like he's seen in the hollows. He starts sliding down the the rails of this ladder he gets about a foot and he gets scared and climbs down the rest of the way yeah yeah he goes down a foot personally i just i can relate to that. Uh, and he grabs on and climbs down the rest do watch your step and he makes it to the bottom probably yeah he makes it to the bottom and probably follows and you you've reached the bottom it's very very dark Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. For more information on this and our other projects, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Doug, Nikki, and Rill for playing on these episodes. If you're loving Coruscant Nights, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher and visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Nights.